Yes, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the I'm Just Saying podcast. This is your host, Jared Dawkins here. I hope all of you had a wonderful, wonderful Christmas and a wonderful holiday. Um, as as you all probably think the same as me, I cannot wait for 2020 to end. It has just been a difficult year for everybody. For everybody out there, I, I just want to say for everybody out there who is who is struggling to get through this year, I pray for you. I pray for your families, for anyone out there who's lost love, who's lost loved ones due to the pandemic. I'm praying for you. My condolences to you. Everybody continue to stay strong. We'll get through this year. This year is three, like literally three days away from ending. And then we'll all start fresh in 2021. So I just wanted to mention that to you guys. I, I, I appreciate all of you for listening. Thank you so very, very much. I appreciate it. And let's get started. Obviously, we have a lot of stuff to go over as far as talking football and things like that, things of that nature. And I want to talk and I want to talk about what has stood out to me as far as week 17, the, 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 the 2020 NFL NFL season and how this Week 17 may be one of the craziest we have ever seen in the history of pro football. So let's get started. Obviously, we all know week 17 in the National Football League is obviously, obviously, like I mentioned before, is going to be probably the the most the nuttiest week 17 that we've probably seen in years. And I say that simply because of this reason. The AFC playoff picture. The only team in the AFC at this point to have clinched to have clinched a not only clinched the playoff berth, but literally clinched their spot and just and solidified it as of right now is the Kansas City Chiefs. Buffalo has yet to clinch a seed yet has yet to clinch a seed. Pittsburgh has yet to clinch a seed. The Tennessee Titans have yet to clinch a seed. The Miami Dolphins have yet to clinch a seed. The Baltimore Ravens have yet to clinch a seed. And the Cleveland Browns have the Indianapolis Colts on their heels. And those two teams have yet to clinch or yet to to yet to settle who's going to get into the playoffs. And then let's go to the and then let's go to the NFC. The Packers have yet to clinch the number 1 seed. The Saints still have a chance at the well the, the Saints as of right now, all all they can do is clinch the two seed. Seattle still has a chance, still has a chance to either clinch the three seed or get to the two seed. The Bucks, they're in the playoffs. The Washington Football Team in the in the NFC East, they have yet they have yet to clinch the NFC East because of the simple fact that they still have the Giants and the Cowboys on their tails. The Rams. The Rams still have yet to clinch a playoff spot. And not only that, Jared Goff is hurt now. He's out with a broken thumb. So the the Rams, the Rams may very well still get into the playoffs, but they're gonna get in based off of the fact that the Bears have to lose to the have to lose to the Packers. And then the and, that, and then the Bears, I gave up on the Bears weeks ago. I legitimately gave up on the Bears weeks ago. And not only that, Arizona is still on is still on 
the Bears' heels. Because if Arizona beats the Rams and the Bears lose to the Packers, then Arizona is in. So realistically, out of all 14 of the teams that are in the playoff picture right now at the moment, the only team that has legitimately clinched a spot and solidified their spot and are firm in their playoff spot right now is the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs are the one seed in the AFC. They're the one seed. They're not going anywhere. No matter what happens this weekend, they're stuck in their spot. Boom. All of these other teams are still either fighting for for seedings or just fighting to get into the playoffs in general. And I'm going to give you guys a prime example. Prime example. Like I mentioned to you guys before, the Cleveland Browns. The Browns have the Indianapolis Colts on, like, like clipping at their heels right now. And here's the scary part about this. Cleveland cannot afford to lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers this coming Sunday. They, they just, they can't, period. They just can't. And I'm going to get more into Cleveland a little bit later on the show. So don't, so don't worry. I'm going to talk more about Cleveland a little later. But another prime example, the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins right now are the five seed. If the Miami Dolphins lose to the Buffalo Bills this coming, this coming Sunday and the Ravens defeat the Cincinnati Bengals, then the Ravens move up to the five seed. Okay? And, and then, again, in the, in the NFC, in the NFC with the Rams, if the Rams lose to the Cardinals, which I had them losing to the Cardinals anyway, even if Jared Goff would have started to begin with, if Arizona, if if the Rams lose to the Cardinals and the and the Packers beat the Bears, then the Rams get in, even though even 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 if they still lose to the Cardinals because the Packers beat the Bears. So 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 like so so. Pretty much what I've said is the Rams can backdoor their way into the playoffs even if Arizona beats them. Even if Arizona beats them, they can back their way into the playoffs. This season is probably one of the weirdest seasons out, and, and, and I really, really mean this. This is probably one of the weirdest, just bizarre seasons I have probably ever seen in all my years of watching football, I've been watching football since I was two years old, y'all. Okay, I probably don't remember watching watching the game of football as a kid. I do remember. Well, actually, no, I take that back. I do remember it. But as far as watching football at two years old, I don't remember that because my mama ends up reminding me of it. But still, I've been watching football for as long as I have, and I've never seen a season where. Home field advantage will mean less in the playoffs than it will this this coming postseason. And like I mentioned to you before, out of the 14 teams in the playoffs, only one of them has actually set or set and firm in their playoff positioning and is not going anywhere despite what happens the rest of the way for week 17. And that's the Kansas City Chiefs. Everybody else in the AFC and all the other teams in the NFC 
still have work to do. And that's what I love about the NFL so much. And this is what the NFL did years ago. And a lot of, and a lot of you diehard football fans out there like me probably recognize this. If you didn't, let me explain. A few years ago, the NFL got tired of teams like Indianapolis, teams like Green Bay, or teams like Pittsburgh, or or even teams like New England, who would clinch a number one or number two seed, and those number one and number two seeds who are, who at that moment would have uh, had first round buys until the NFL came up with the number one overall seed and first round buy situation for this year. Teams like Indianapolis, teams like New England, teams like Pittsburgh would clinch the number one and number two seeds, and then they would go up against a team like Miami or a team like the Jets, and who who were seven and eight, nine and six, or or not or or something like that, and New England, Indianapolis, or Pittsburgh, those teams who had already clinched the number one and number two seed would rest their starters which means that teams like the Jets or teams like Miami or teams like Baltimore who needed to get in would actually get in and backdoor their way into the playoffs. The NFL the NFL the NFL got rid of that. The NFL stopped that. And what the NFL started to do was do was the NFL made these teams play divisional games at the end of the season or play other playoff teams who were on the verge of either getting into the playoffs or who were in position to get a higher seed at the end of the season so that way no team could no team could rest their starters to eventually kind of not really help out the other team but keep but keep that opponent who really needed to get in at 7 and, at 7 and 8 or say 9 and 6 that that team that team who was seven and eight or nine and six would not be able to backdoor their way into the playoffs, and I love that from the NFL. The NFL is pretty much telling these players or telling these teams stop allowing teams who are average to below average to backdoor their way into the playoffs because you're resting starters. And here's what we're gonna do: you're not gonna rest starters. We're gonna make you play these division games that that are gonna that mean something at the end of the season, and. These division games could 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 end up could end up either costing you a chance to get into the playoffs, costing you a chance at the division, and you have to move down to the wild card or to move or you have to move down to one of the wild card spots or you end up messing around and you end up losing home field advantage, home field advantage because you ended up losing to a division opponent. And I appreciate and I love the NFL for that, which makes these games a hell of a lot more interesting. And I cannot wait for week 17. I am so freaking excited. It's not even funny. But coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to talk to you guys about the Cleveland Browns. And I'm going to talk to you guys about the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you why Cleveland may have blown their playoff chances against the Jets, but still could possibly get into the playoffs. And I'm going to tell you guys why the Dallas Cowboys will win the NFC East, along with my top three most interesting games for Week 17. And I'm going to give you my college football playoff semifinal games predictions. That's coming up. Stay tuned.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. I want to talk about the Cleveland Browns for a second. As we all know, the Cleveland Browns um, suffered a just unexplainable loss to the New York Jets. But here's the thing about that. Yes, they lost Jarvis Landry. Yes, they lost Cordero. Uh, yes, they lost Cordero Hodges. Yes, they lost B.J. Goodson and Jacob Phillips, their linebackers. Yes, they lost all of those players to the COVID, the reserve COVID list. But even, but still, at the end of the day, that's that's no excuse. At the end of the day, and this is just me, I had the I had the Browns beating the Jets regardless. Because I looked back at the Browns' schedule, and I saw that against inferior opponents like Cincinnati twice, okay, and Jacksonville, they struggled to put those teams away. They struggled to beat those teams. So eventually, when you struggle to beat a team that you are far more superior than, and you struggle to beat those teams at least on three separate occasions— Eventually, that's going to come back to bite you in the behind at some point. And it came back to bite Cleveland in the behind. So I'm not surprised by this. And I ultimately thought in the back of my mind that, okay, that Cleveland just screwed up their chances of getting into the playoffs. Or not only, or not so much they screwed up their chances of getting into the playoffs, their chances of getting into the playoffs are even slimmer now than they were before they played the Jets this past Sunday. Okay? Here's what has to happen for the for the Cleveland Browns to get into the playoffs, and I'm going to make this quick. Either one of these two scenarios has to happen for Cleveland to get in. Number one, Cleveland has to beat Pittsburgh, and the Colts have to lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. If that scenario happens, Cleveland is in because they have an over because they'll have an overall better record than the than the Colts. Number two, Cleveland loses to the Pittsburgh Steelers, but the Colts also lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. If both teams lose, Cleveland automatically gets in because Cleveland has a head-to-head victory over the Colts. Or scenario number three, the Indianapolis Colts beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Cleveland Browns beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, they both end up with the same record, but again, Cleveland gets in because they have a bet because they beat Indianapolis head to head. So, bottom line is this: Cleveland and Cleveland and Indianapolis both cannot win and both cannot lose because if both of them win or both of them lose, that does not that does not work out in Indianapolis's favor. If both of them win or both of them lose, Cleveland is in because of the head-to-head victory over Indianapolis. In order for Indianapolis to get in, they have to beat Jacksonville, and Cleveland has to lose to Pittsburgh. And to be perfectly honest, I'm being honest right now. This is just me. I think Indianapolis ends up losing to Jacksonville. I really, really think they do. And I say that for this reason. In football, no matter what level of football you're playing, high school, college, pro, even even peewee. Yes, I'm throwing peewee in there. Yes, I am. Even peewee. How you start a season, how you start a football season is eventually going to be an omen to how you finish the season. 
people forget, Indianapolis lost week one to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay? I believe that's how they're going to end the season. Now, like I said before, what would be wild is is if the second scenario plays out, like I mentioned to you guys before. If Indianapolis loses and Cleveland loses and Cleveland still gets in, that's what I believe is going to happen. That's just me. But at the end of the day, bottom line, I think Cleveland gets in, period. I think Cleveland gets in, period. I think Indianapolis loses to Jacksonville. Cleveland loses to Pittsburgh. And I know it's and I know it's probably going to be some Cleveland Browns fans out here listening to this, okay? And y'all probably thinking that, that since Mason Rudolph is now starting over Ben Roethlisberger, that it's going to be an easy victory. It's, it's not. It's not going to be an easy victory. It's not. And I'm going to tell you why it's not going to be an easy victory. It's not going to be an easy victory because all season long, Pittsburgh has a 32nd ranked run rushing offense in the league. Okay. Mason Rudolph is starting in this game. Pittsburgh is not going to put Mason Rudolph in harm's way by having him throw the football 25 to 30 times in this game. So at this point in the season, Benny Snell and James Conner, they're going to be even more of a factor now than at any point that than at any point this season. So I'm just throwing this out there. Browns fans, do not take the fact that Mason Rudolph is starting in this game lightly. Please don't. Don't do it. Okay? I'm still picking y'all to get in, but but I'm picking y'all to backdoor your way into the playoffs. Okay? So again, don't again, don't sleep on the fact that Mason Rudolph is starting. But you guys losing to the Jets that that's unexcusable. That's unexcusable. Y'all had no damn business losing to the Jets. No business at all. So again, don't sleep. Don't sleep on Mason Rudolph. Don't sleep on the fact that Pittsburgh is starting Mason Rudolph and not Big Ben. Don't do it. Next up, I want to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys. I I left the Dallas Cowboys for dead weeks ago after once Dak got hurt. And for some reason, they're still in the, they're still in the NFC East race. And here's why I'm saying the Dallas Cowboys will win the NFC East. Obviously, we all know Philadelphia is eliminated. They, they were eliminated when they lost to the Cowboys this past Sunday. So now the NFC East is down to the Washington football team, the New York Giants, and the Dallas Cowboys. If Washington beats Philadelphia this coming Sunday night, Washington wins the NFC East. But if Washington loses to Philadelphia, which I think will actually happen because Alex Smith is, 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 is out with an injury, he might not play in this game, and now you have Tyler Henneke starting – because not, and not only is Alex Smith out for the possibly out for this game, they just the red the Washington football team just cut Dwayne Haskins. So who's left? Tyler Henneke. And do you really trust Tyler Henneke against this Philadelphia defense? Even though Philadelphia's defense really hasn't played that well over the last few weeks. So with all of that being said, I think I I think the Dallas Cowboys win this game. They beat the Giants. Philadelphia beats Washington, and Dallas wins the NFC East. That's that's what I honestly believe will happen. And obviously, in my opinion, Dallas has the best weapons of the three teams left in this left in this NFC East race. They can still run the football enough with Ezekiel Elliott 
and Tony Pollard. Andy Dalton is a very, very serviceable backup quarterback. But at the end of the day, I just don't trust that defense with Dallas. I just don't. I'm sorry. I just don't trust that defense. But overall, if I had to pick a team out of all three that I believe will win the division, I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys. But obviously, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's time for me to give you my top three most interesting games of week 17. Starting with the number three most interesting game. The Arizona Cardinals will take on the Los Angeles Rams. Obviously, Kyler Murray is hurt. Jared Goff is out for this game with a broken and, and dislocated thumb. I had the Cardinals, like I said, me personally, like I said before, like I mentioned to you guys earlier in the show. I had the Arizona Cardinals winning this game even if Jared Goff was healthy. That's just me. I believe this game will be low scoring. I believe both offenses will have a difficult time putting up points. And this this will be the battle of the backup quarterbacks in this game. John Wolford and I and I cannot remember the other starting quarterback's name. Forgive me. Sorry about that Arizona Cardinals fans. Forgive me. I'm sorry. But bottom line is I think Arizona wins this game. And they get a little help from Green Bay. Arizona wins this game 23 to 20. They get help. They get some help from Arizona. They get some help from Green Bay. When Green Bay knocks out Chicago, Arizona gets into the playoffs. Next up, my number two most interesting game for week 17, the Dallas Cowboys against the New York Giants. Dallas just has too many weapons offensively for New York to deal with. I like the way New York's defense has been playing recently, even though my Baltimore Ravens just just ran them out of the building. Dallas just has too many weapons offensively. I just don't think the Giants will be able to keep up with Dallas. Andy Dalton, I believe, will play well. I think Demarcus Lawrence will probably have the best game of of the season this year for him personally. I think Ezekiel Elliott will have a decent game. And the Dallas Cowboys win this game. They win this game. And they get help from the Philadelphia Eagles by with, by Philly beating the Washington football team. And Dallas wins this game 34-24, and they are your NFC East champions. And my number one most interesting game for Week 17, the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Cleveland Browns. This game is interesting to me for a bunch of reasons. Obviously, like I mentioned to you guys before, the... The Pittsburgh Steelers are starting Mason Rudolph in this game. Obviously, we all know what happened last year with Mason Rudolph and Cleveland and Cleveland on Thursday night football. Obviously, Miles Garrett took Mason Rudolph's helmet off and just bashed him in his head with it, split his head open. And at the end of the day, that was not a good look at all. It really wasn't. So at the end of the day, I feel like, in my opinion, it just feels like to me, this game reminds me of the Monday night game a few weeks ago with my Ravens and the Cleveland Browns. I believe Cleveland is going to put up a much, much better fight than they did in the first matchup against Pittsburgh, where Pittsburgh just blew their doors off 38-6. to I believe Cleveland is going to do in this game what they did to to my Ravens. This game is going to be competitive. It's going to be physical. It's going to be rough. I believe Cleveland is going to run the football, but at the end of the day, this game is going to come this game is going to come down to can Baker Mayfield 
not make the crucial mistakes in this game? Can can Baker can Baker Mayfield not bail out Pittsburgh and turn the ball over in the biggest game of the year for them? And another thing, like I mentioned to you guys before, Mason Rudolph, Pittsburgh is not going to put Mason Rudolph in harm's way in this game. They're going to run the football with James Conner and Benny Snell more now than they've had than they had than they've had all year long. And Mason Rudolph is more than likely going to throw the football 20 to 25 times in this game. And I believe, and this is just me, for some reason it just feels like Cleveland is going to fall short in this game. And I got the Pittsburgh Steelers winning this game 30, 30 to 27. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, my college football playoff predictions. Number one, Alabama versus number four, Notre Dame. Notre Dame, uh, honestly, Al- Notre Dame don't even belong on the same field as Bama. This game ain't. Any, this game is not even going to be close. Bama wins in a blowout, fifty-two to twenty. And Clemson against Ohio State. In my opinion, if it wasn't last year in the college football in the college football semifinal game. If it were not for Chris Olave running the wrong route, Ohio State more than likely probably wins that game against Clemson. I, I, I'm going to be very interested to see what Brett Venables comes up with this time. And if you guys don't know who Brett Venables is, he is the defensive coordinator for the Clemson Tigers. He, uh, um, who whose head coach is Dabo Sweeney. So I am really going to be interested. I am really going to be interested to see what what defensive court what Clemson Tigers defensive coordinator Brett Venables comes up with to try to confuse Justin Fields and to try to throw Justin Fields off. This game is going to be very interesting to me. If Ohio State can run the football with Master Teague and they can get there are other weapons on offense going, you know, like Chris Olave and and guys like that. If Ohio State can get that running game going and try to slow down the pressure that Brent Venables is going to bring in this game, then I think Ohio State can win this game. And I believe Ohio State will win this game, and I, and I think they'll get revenge on Clemson. Ohio State wins this game 38-35. to But coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. It's going to be time for me to leave you with something to think about. Stay tuned. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You know what time it is. It's time for me to leave you with something to think about. The year 2002. Why do I bring up the year 2002? Because that is the last time that the Cleveland Browns made the playoffs. Kelly Holcomb, William Green, Dennis Northcutt, Kevin Johnson, Quincy Morgan, Butch Davis as the head coach, and the Cleveland and the Cleveland Browns went into Pittsburgh to play the Steelers to play the Steelers in the 2002 Wild Card game. Cleveland went up 24 to seven in that game, dominated most of that game. But then Tommy Maddox and the pitch, and but then Tommy Maddox led the Pittsburgh Steelers on a on a furious comeback. And 
in the last on the last drive of the game for the for the Cleveland Browns, Kelly Holcomb was driving Cleveland down the field, but Cleveland just ran out of time. And Pittsburgh ended up winning that game. They ended up winning that game and they ended up moving on to the divisional round to play the the late Steve McNair, Eddie George, and the Tennessee Titans. But Browns fans, I give you this scenario. What if you guys had actually held on to win that game in 2002 against the Pittsburgh Steelers? If you guys would have won that game, you guys would have went on to play the Oakland Raiders or the then Oakland Raiders and Rich Gannon and John Gruden in the divisional round. How how would the Cleveland Browns had matched up against Rich Gannon, Tim Brown, and Jerry Rice and that and that Raiders offense? How would this Browns defense had matched up against that Raiders offense? I mean, I, I mean, I mean, you just we just we just never it just we will never ever know. We'll never ever know the answer to that question. But I leave the I leave this question to you guys. How do you guys how do you how do you guys think if Cleveland holds on to win that game in two thousand two in the wild card round, and Cleveland goes on to face the the, the then oh the then Oakland the then Oakland Raiders. If Cleveland if Cleveland hangs on to beat Pittsburgh and they and they go on to face the then Oakland Raiders. How does how does Cleveland match up against Oakland in that AFC divisional game? Do they win that game? Do 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 does Cleveland go into go into Oakland and give the and give Rich Gannon and the Raiders issues just like they did Pittsburgh? Again, ladies and gentlemen, I leave that question to you. That's why this this that's why this is what if. We'll never ever know. That's like I said before, that's why this is what if. But thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the I'm Just Saying podcast. I am your host, Jared Dawkins. Again, I know we all cannot wait for 2020 to be over. I know I can't. I cannot wait for these playoffs to start. I can't wait for week 17. I am so very, very excited to all the NFL fan bases out there who are still in the playoff picture right now. Good luck to you. If you get in, you got a chance. Just like my Baltimore Ravens, if my Ravens get in, we got a chance. Good luck to all to all of you NFL fan bases whose teams are still in the playoff picture. Good luck to you guys. Everyone stay safe. Continue to wear your mask. Happy holidays to you and pre-happy new year to you all. Thank you. I'm out. Peace.